Welcome back, everyone, to another episode, episode 18 of Discussing Who. We are glad you are back, and we are following up episode 17 when we discussed our top five Doctor Who companions. And in this episode, we will be switching it around again and talking a little bit about not necessarily a companion, but someone or some things or a group of someones or a group of some things who have been adversaries and outright villains in Doctor Who. So joining me as always, and I'm going to switch it back and reverse the polarity of who I introduced last time, I'm going to introduce Clarence first. So welcome back, Clarence. Hey guys, how you doing? Uh, you know, you just said reverse the polarity. You know, they sounded like a little Star Trek talk to me. No. Yeah, but see, I was actually reversing the polarity of the neutrons in my head. So there you go. You know, so like the inertial damp was offline or something like that. You know? Yeah. But considering <laughs> Star, the fact, Star Trek. yeah. But considering the fact this is Doctor Who, I'm gonna <laughs> neutron flow. <laughs> but but and I give, but great. I give you Star Trek. I give you Star Trek. <laughs> All right, and joining us once again, the one, the only, Mr. Lee Shackelford. Hello, Lee. Hey, Kyle and Clarence, how you doing? Other than finally fixing my audio that has been giving me trouble for the last two, or at least I hope I've fixed mm. my audio, that's given, given trouble for the last two, a little Skype uh, setting that I had to change, I'm fine. Clarence, how are you? Yeah. Doing well as well. Just happy to, yeah. to be back and, and talk about the enemies. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm glad that we're uh, we're talking we're doing these and we we're in episode 18 and we've at least gotten away from the morass of episode 16 because that was a sheesh, that was a mm. you, you really shouldn't let to your your guests just ramble on and on about the same thing like that. Yeah, but you when know, they I, give you accolades the, such as. Let me see. How did he word it? Uh, this person said something like, "You know what? You answer or you ask really great questions." I mean, ah, uh, that's it. Yeah. So you're accessible upon the side of flattery. Exactly. Uh, flattery will get you everywhere. I see. But, but I highly enjoyed that episode. By the way, actually, I did too, and it was actually <laughs> a lot of fun doing it. Oh, you're very kind. So, Clarence, you're you're just just FYI, you're next on the agenda. Yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> Actually, Clarence and I need to do a show, just the two of us. Where exactly. We Kick me but, out. Yes, please. <laughs> Feel free to. Yeah, we can make that happen. <laughs> yeah. Let's get into the news before we get started and kind of tying into the news. Well, actually, you know what? Let me go back because I want to I want to save that one for last. Totally and only do Doctor Who news on this one. So for starters, let's go in chronological order. Let's say that Christmas, the companion, has been announced. And let me preface by saying spoilers. If you've not already heard this, go out and uh, go to the Internet, do a search for 2016 Doctor Who Christmas special companion if you don't want to hear this. And also in our uh, main segment, there will be clips throughout which might have spoilers as well. So just kind of take that as an FYI, but we have found out who our Christmas companion will be, and Matt Lucas will be returning again as Nordle. So, what do you guys think? In fact, my impression was that he's going to be like a, a third, uh, I mean, like a second companion throughout the series. Is that? That's what I'm hearing, too. Okay. 
So we're we're getting back to the the somewhat crowded TARDIS. We'll have uh, we'll have Bill and uh, and uh, Nardle as well. <laughs> Depending on where we are in the timeline, I guess he got his head back or hasn't uh, lost his head yet. Hasn't lost his yeah. head yet, right? We don't. So we're seeing pre-robot Nardle, I guess. Right. So yep, yeah. that would be interesting. Maybe we'll get to see how he actually became that way. I guess. Why? Which do you, ma- do you think that would lead up into seeing? Um, uh, uh, what's her name again? The doctor's wife. Um, oh, I would yeah. love that, but we can only hope. <laughs> we can only hope to see River Song again. Yeah, although that was such a beautiful way to tie off that storyline. So I don't know. I... Anytime you can find out or say, "Oh, we forgot to tell you about this," or "Oh, we forgot to tell you about that," any as long as Alex Kingston wants to come back, I will be happy. <laughs> That's right. You know, she she is fantastic as River Song. So as long as she wants to come back, I'm happy. Go ahead. Okay. No, 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 do go you ahead. guys do you guys know the the uh, the the, uh, the mockumentary TV series Come Fly with Me? Have you seen any, any of that? Uh, oh, never yes. heard of it. I, I think that I think you can get it on Netflix. I think you. I I, I think it, it was on it or either that or Hulu. I'm not sure. That was after Little Britain. Yes. But my golly, I, I, I've, I've enjoyed Matt Lucas in several different things. But my wife used to watch, my wife and I used to watch uh, Come Fly With Me, and we would just, we would be lying on the floor. I mean, almost literally gasping for breath, laughing at uh, Matt Lucas and David Wallace. It's a uh, holy smoke, what a funny show. And, and we're still, you know, in casual conversation every day, we're making reference to, to um, uh, lines in that show. So, uh, I, I just I, I love him, and so it'll be great to see him on uh, traveling with the doctor. He's also done something in 2015, Pump and Do, Pump Pump and Do. Yeah, I think it's Pump and Do that mm-hmm. was on BBC Two, which yeah. was interesting, yeah, different, I it, so. uh, different. I think I actually read somewhere that that was one of his favorite things that he's done. But his characters on Little Britain were. Some of which uh, was very, very, very uh, out there, but totally, totally funny. Yeah, he's, he's got a small role in Bridesmaids too, which, which is one of the uh, one of my favorite things about that film too. It's just, it's just again completely off the wall and bizarre, but um, yeah. <laughs> so, so who knows? You know what, 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 uh, what we'll be seeing from Nardole. <laughs> yeah, and Clarence, if you've not seen Little Britain or um, Come Fly With Me, I or even Pump and Do, I would suggest you go do it. It's it is totally totally funny. It's skits, but it's sort of like I would say Mad TV was, or even yeah. with you know Saturday Night Live. There are several, or most mm-hmm. of their characters are continuing skit characters. Mm-hmm. They're totally in living funny. color. Yeah, in yeah. living color, totally totally funny. And actually, you know, David Williams is has also been in Doctor Who as well. The other main character of, of both of those, he was the caretaker kind of thing. At the funeral director is the character that he played in series nine, and he was also in the series with Matt Smith where they were in the hotel. Clo- uh, oh, huh. Yeah, he's he's yeah. he's the little. I'm not the. I'm not sure what the creature's name was, but he's that mm-hmm. that character. Okay, so. I need to go back and look at that again. So, hmm. <laughs> and Clarence, you had some news about when Doctor Who will be returning to 
the uh, screen in 2017. So would you like to share that? Uh, well, I, I didn't actually post it, but it was posted on our Facebook page. I think actually it was Lee. Who, uh, I'll let Lee take it. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> All right, go for it, Lee. Sorry about the that. Guilty as charged. Well, I had just read uh, that uh, we have to trust uh, we have to trust your doctor. And uh, somebody had asked Peter Capaldi, when are we going to see Doctor Who again? And he said, whether he was supposed to or not, we're on at Christmas and then it starts again in April. So thank goodness. Now we know. And now we know. So basically, we've gone, let's see, since Christmas. So we're going to go without, I mean, we've got class. You know, we know class is coming. Class is coming in October on BBC uh, television. I'm not sure yet exactly when we're going to be getting it on BBC America, but it's coming in October. So we're stuck from all the way from December the 25th through December the 25th. Wait, let's go back to November of 2016 and what's coming. Because for me, and probably a whole lot of other me's out there, for the first time, and this is like big Doctor Who news, for the first time since its, I believe, original airing, the uh, power of the Daleks has been uh, restored, quote-unquote, to animation using the audio tracks. So... Mm -hmm. Guys, what do y'all think about that? Um, Clarence, I'll let, uh, let you take that one, and then Lee, you go for it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not too familiar with this story, but I do think it's very cool how they're reconstructing this. Is it just from audio? Do they have some footage, or are they just kind of filling in the gaps with what they think they know? Uh, I'm not really sure. Tardy seems to be normal. Then what are we going to do? We can't just leave the doctor there. For him? The doctor? Well, that's who came through the doors. There was no one else outside. Ben, remember what he said in the tracking room? Something about this old body of mine is wearing a bit thin. So he gets himself a new one? Well, yes. Do me a favor. Then whatever happened, happened in here. But it's impossible! Lee, take it. They they have some production stills and and a lot of people were taking photos off their TV sets, so that's mm. how we have what we know of you know what what power of the Daleks look like, and that's where the audio came from too. Is some some loyal fan was out there um, making audio tapes of audio recordings of the shows as they were airing. Um, I used to do that with Star Trek reruns, so um, I want to say those guys are a bunch of weirdos, but. <laughs> Hey, I used to do it, too. Don't feel bad. Yeah. I did that, okay. too. Okay, yeah. good. I thought it was just me. No. I, I was just telling somebody the other day, I made a recording like that of Star Wars in the theater, uh, which I, you know, I was 16. I didn't know there's a law against that. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, now I see that really differently. But uh, anyway, but that was a cherished thing I had for a long time. Yeah, so we've always known what a lot of things look like in Power of the Daleks. I think that this animation team must have had to do some interpolations sometimes and make some um, some educated guesses. But, you know, a lot of it takes place in the TARDIS. We know what the tar interior of the TARDIS looks like, uh, you know, and so on and so on. I'm totally excited about it. And Clarence, do, do you, you know, being more of a fan of the newer uh, generations of Doctor Who, 
do you know the significance behind why it's such a big deal for this episode to be restored or this series of episodes? I really have no clue whatsoever. All right. So I want to take this part of it. This (laughs) is the missing regeneration, meaning we've only seen a clip of live action footage of Hartnell turning into Troughton that was actually, I think it was on a TV show called Blue Peter that it was actually broadcast on. That's how it was preserved. But there was only like 10, maybe 15 seconds of that particular regeneration. Mm -hmm. This is the stories of six episodes immediately following the 10th planet's final episode where they did the change. So this is Troughton becoming, you know, his first story. Yeah. And we don't have 10th planet either. And we don't like, yeah. So we, we don't have the end of Liam Hartnell's uh, turn as the first doctor and the first ever uh, regeneration. So at least now we're going to have power of the Daleks where Patrick Trotton gets up off the floor and, and his companions say, "Who are you? <laughs> and, <laughs> and what are you? What have you done with the doctor?" You know? And he, I've been renewed. <laughs> you know, I, rem- I remember that being uh, part. And I think we lost Clarence. All right, everybody, if you wonder what just happened there, the BBC or someone at the BBC or somewhere, someone under the BBC back in 19, early 1970s traveled through time and tried to erase what we were talking about just like they did Power of the Daleks. But we're still here. <laughs> the nerve. So, yeah, the nerve. Now, we actually had a little bit of technical difficulties with our Internet connections, but we are back. So if you wonder why we stopped mid thinking and talking and that's why but so why don't we just go right into what we're talking about we've covered the news let's talk about our top five do you let's just call them villains how are you, is everybody good with that yeah. adversaries yeah whatever yeah. all right all right so, frenemies the frenemies how about that Fren- no, no. <laughs> the doctor's bffs <laughs> say something nice oh absolutely you know i'm going to say something nice absolutely yes. i'm going to say something nice all right so why don't we just start with number five like we did the last time and go from there starting out from number five and the way we're going to do this everyone is if you've not listen to our top five uh, companions, go back and listen to episode 17, put us on pause. We'll still be here on pause when you get back, then come back and listen. If not, if you've already listened to that, the way we do this is we're going to give our top five. We are then going to give the top five submissions from listener feedback. And then we're going to make a decision on who will be the top five, all the way up to number one. So that's kind of the rules, which there really are no rules. We may make them up as we go along. Starting at number five, the first submission from our side is the Weeping Angels of Old. So whose was that one? Oh, was that mine? It may have been mine. I'm not yeah, sure. I, I don't know because I really like the Weeping Angels, so I don't, I don't know if I'd put them in number five. 
<laughs> and I can't quite remember what I did put, so um, that is possibility I did that. I don't know. <laughs> I, well, let's just talk about the Weeping Angels in, as a character or a set of characters. Lee, I'll let you take first, and then Clarence, and then I'll r- wrap up on the end on that one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the Weeping Angels weren't even on my list, and um, they are amazing, and they, they make you look twice at all statues. You know, from the, from uh, from the time you first see the the characters uh, onward, um, I I think they didn't make my list just because I felt that they'd gotten overused and I'd gotten tired of them in a very short period of time. And the rules changed on them too, and I that that irked me a little bit. I was sort of like, well, wait a minute, it, I thought you said this is how they work, and now they work like this. Like I don't know. So anyway, that's is that. Is that a rule difference from the old who to the new who, or is that th- uh, through the course of the new series? No, it's totally- I mean, in the, yeah, I mean, in the course of the new series, because, yeah, they're entirely new new who villains. So. Yeah, totally new who. But, but I do like how they've kind of interwoven them, and I agree with you, Lee. They've been used a little bit too much, you know, um, it's. It, I, I think that's just how we do things now. Is you know, you find something that you like, so saturate, 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 yeah. and uh, but yeah, saturate, saturate, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I agree. Um, what did you think about them, Clarence? You know, to me, I I really really like the Weeping Angels, and personally, on my list, I think they're a lot higher than five. Reason being, to me, they're the per- the perfect suspenseful villain or, or creature that you, you that you could have trying to pursue you. You know, just the notion that when you're looking at them, they're still in their stone, but the moment you turn and you, you're not within your line of sight, they could pursue you is, is to me, a perfect thing. Will allow for a lot of creepiness or a lot of um, tension when dealing with them. Uh, that's one of the reasons I love them as a villain. Um, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I think actually the Weeping Angels, I believe, was my number five. And I'll tell you uh, why I say that or why I even included them. For one thing, I agree with what you just said, which is they attack you when you can't see them. And some of the things that scared me the most as a kid, and probably if I went back and watched it, I'd get paranoid watching it today. I could watch a horror movie and not be scared. I could watch Unsolved Mysteries and be petrified because my imagination would totally run wild when they would go, perhaps you have seen this person, and if you have seen this person, Mm. you know, and that whole, oh, well, what if that person I just walked down the street and saw was that person, and kind of the, the weeping angels are not in that aspect, but it has that ability to get in your head kind of thing, because if you can't see them attacking you, and that's kind of why I I personally liked them. I do agree that they've been overused. And another reason I liked them was what something that they never followed up on. But in the end of time, when we saw the woman in white and the other woman whose face you never saw, uh, Rassilon made the comment of saying, they will stand you know, here like the weeping angels of old. And I just thought that was interesting how they tied them into, and it made me wonder, okay, are the weeping angels somehow time lords who've, who've been turned into stone? 
That that was what I was thinking when I saw that. Mm -hmm. So that was that was my thinking on the Weeping Angels. The next one, the Zygons. Who was whose was that one? <laughs> that was me, and um, I I've just always uh, been fascinated by the design of what those characters look like. I just the first time that I saw them on screen, I just said, "Whoa! Now we're not kidding. This this is obviously an actor in a suit, but awesome." <laughs> <laughs> and we've learned to really fear them as time has gone by because they are shapeshifters and they're intent on the conquest of the earth. So that's a bad combination. And not only that, they brought them back not for the most important, well, one of the most important episodes of Doctor Who history. Exactly. Yeah, the fact that they were chosen to be the peace villain in the name of the Doctor, or uh, the time of the Doctor is uh, something, yeah. That's not what it's called. What's the, it called, the for day, God's sake? The day of the doctor. It is the day of the doctor, yeah. 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 Remember, we had the night, the name, the time, right, the, night, the day. Yeah, <laughs> the time of the doctor. The afternoon, right. the mid-morning. <laughs> That's why I can't remember. Oh, but, um, I, I do have to add, while talking about the Zygons, that I remember talking with another friend of mine um, to go about this, and I said, you know, I love the look, uh, I love the design of this, um, this, um, this alien. Um, because of the suckers on their heads. But on the second thought, why in the world, what would be the evolutionary logic of them having suckers on their head? And uh, and he said, well, I'm afraid that like everything else in evolution, it would probably have something to do with reproduction. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, okay, ew. And... <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what to do with that in my mind now. <laughs> you will be exterminated. <laughs> That's right. I can't unthink that now that I thought it. <laughs> All right, Clarence, what did you think of the Zygons? Uh, they were an interesting villain. Uh, like Lee just said, the ability to shapeshift made them pretty cool and, and you know, hiding in plain sight. Were they were, have they always been shapeshifters throughout the years or is or is that something new or uh, yeah, always. Although I call them shapeshifters, actually they're they're body snatchers, actually because they they don't. That's they, right. Well, at least at least to start with, yeah, they didn't physically transform themselves. They yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But but they have to have the original person kind of uh, on file. They have to have them uh, as captives. away somewhere. Yeah, right, yeah. So, so it, yeah. it's it, it's sort of, yeah, it's sort of like a symbiotic. Yeah. yeah. To be honest with you, I never. I never had the fascination with them other than, yeah, they did kind of look cool. And I did like the fact that they brought back another old villain for the 50th, but it was not like they just stood out. Science will fall. The next one on the list is the Daleks. So Daleks come in uh, number five. So whose was that one? Yeah, that that sounds like me. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm probably gonna make a lot of people mad with this answer, with this uh, comment. But <laughs> I hate the Daleks, oh, man. You will be exterminated. Uh, they're they're not. It, you said the weeping angels are overused. Oh my God, the Daleks! Every time that I see them, I want to throw up. You will be exterminated. Is I mean, they're they're a fun <laughs> villain, but man, are they overused in the new Who? Man, just I just got tired of seeing them. Just tired of seeing them, man. And uh, you know, they tried to put a little twist on the story when we saw Davros in the newer episodes and things like that. And even with the 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 Doctor Don Don episodes with Davros on that as well. But 
But man, I just got tired of them. I I, I could never see another Dalek who wouldn't make me mad. <laughs> All right, uh, Lee, correct me if I'm wrong here, but isn't that part of the agreement with the Terry Nation family that um, the Daleks are included at least in one episode every season? I think that I read somewhere that that was how they got permission to use the Daleks again. I don't know. Um that sounds more like urban legend to me than truth. Yeah, that, yeah, it sounds like that to me too. Um, there have been whole years there. I mean, in, in Classic Who, there were long stretches where we didn't see the Daleks at all. And, and you know, I I think it's kind of cool of how they have the relationship to the Time Lords, the whole war going on between them. I think that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But I just, man, I just get tired of seeing them because I think they're <laughs> way overused. That's... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> now, remember, though, the, the Time War was only a plot device used in 2005. <laughs> so there wasn't, you know, okay. this, this this whole Time War going on. You know, there was the Daleks and their conquest, but that was to explain why we only had one Time Lord left, as opposed to all the others, which, you know, now, of course, they're all back. But so that's... That gives us our top five. So how about we go over to feedback t- submissions? How about that? Oh, does it? All right. The Slitheen. Hmm. I, I pondered putting them on my list and then just couldn't couldn't make them go in the top five. I mean, I didn't have the Daleks anywhere on my list either for all the reasons Clarence said. And now that we're thinking and talking and listening to what you guys have said, there are a lot of similarities between the Slitheen and the Zygons. While the Zygons keep the subject or the main subject in a pod or wherever they keep them so so that they can use them as a template, the Slitheen, on the other hand, kills them and uses their skin. Yeah, which is, yeah, that's pretty high-level awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you think of them, Clarence? They're not memorable to me in in the least bit. I, I'd have to go look them up to see what. <laughs> you know, and, and just overall, uh, I'll just go ahead and say this: I found the villain um, top five. I found that list to be a lot harder to create than the uh, mm. companions. Reason? Well, I don't want to say they have the same problem Marvel has as having a villain problem, but <laughs> I don't think it's a problem. But I. Do not remember most of the Doctor Who villains. I just don't remember them. I don't know what it is. It may just be me, but to me, they're just not memorable for the most part. I don't. I don't know why. Maybe you guys can explain or try to help me with that. I'm, All right, Lee. Man. Lee, you take that when you're the writer. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I don't have a clue. Although, you know, I've always noticed over the years that I always remember um, TV commercials, but uh, I remember the campaign, but I don't remember the product. <laughs> which surely is supposed to be the whole point of the campaign as reader. But, you know, I remember, you know, that funny interaction between that character and that one, but I don't remember what they were selling, you know? Okay. So uh, th- this may be the same kind of thing is that the story is nominally about these villains, but it sounds like Clarence is remembering the story, but not particularly who started it or, you know. All right. So um, let me ask both of you this question. The, in the X-Men, we have both Apocalypse and we have Magneto. Which one do you remember more about, Apocalypse or Magneto? That's easy, Magneto. 
Okay. Yeah, no problem there. Yeah. Which character would you say has more layers, and also of the two of them, has more character development over the years? Mm. Yeah. And and hence is why I uh, think that Clarence, you're having some problem, you know, with and I don't, I don't necessarily mean a problem, but but you made the comment that you did, and actually both of you did about the villains is they serve a purpose, which is some of them to be the villain and outside of that mm -hmm. there's not that much character development going on because they exist to do one thing or one purpose and that's pretty much it yeah and and maybe i have to apologize for giving the the daleks a uh, short shrift man because because honestly the stories around those characters i like the stories but the villains themselves i just got tired of seeing But a lot, if I, as I think back at a lot of the stories we had around just the premise of the doc, the Daleks are, and 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 you know even getting the introduction to Clara, uh, I like those stories, but I just don't like the Daleks. <laughs> mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I'll be yeah, honest, yeah. I'm the same way. It's like, okay, well, here's our, uh, you know, like with Inside the Dalek. My thought was, oh well, here's our Dalek story for the year, or, yeah. and then this year we had them again, and. Uh, mm -hmm. All right, so the next one up on our list, <laughs> The Empty Child, or better yet, Are You My Mommy? Doctor, I'm here. Can't you see me? What's that noise? End of the tape. It ran out about 30 seconds ago. I'm here now. Can't you see me? I sent it to its room. This is its room. Are you my mommy? Mommy, <laughs> Lee, what a did you think about that one? A, a genuinely scary um, uh, story, and um, you know, and kudos to the writer there. Uh, somebody I'm often apt to pick on, and then I have to say, "Wow, Empty Child, Doctor Dances," you know. Yeah, gotta go back to that. Um, yeah, and you know, um, it's interesting that you go to the cons and how often you'll see people with a gas mask on, and that's their that's their cosplay, and we all get it. You know, in a minute, <laughs> it really works, um, and <laughs> and that's we'll never forget that. You know? All right, Clarence, what do you think about uh, do you, about that one? Like the the line you just quoted is is obviously the the most memorable thing memorable thing about that. And I I can remember you quoting the line before we, <laughs> we first started talking about Doctor Who. Are you my so, mommy? Mommy? Yeah, I mean that that creeped me the. I mean, yeah. that 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 was creepy. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, also that those episodes we got introduced to Captain Jack. So uh, it, mm -hmm. this, this, I didn't think it was the greatest, but I, I enjoyed those. Uh, I enjoyed that character within that uh, episode. Definitely. All right. Um, oops, I'm sorry. Of course, the villain, as you will, at that story is. Uh, oops. <laughs> Hello, come in. No, I'm here. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> That just sounded like knocking there. No, that was me dropping your pen. <laughs> Hello? Hello oh, 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 from yeah. the, uh, okay, I got you, where, where they were calling and it was the kid going to mommy. Oh, are you my mommy? Mommy? Yeah, um, but yeah, the actual adversary in that story turned out to be the the uh, the nanobots. You know, so the, the little boy is, um, he's what we remember, but he's a, he's actually a victim of the, the right. actual adversary in the story. 
So, but, and, see, um, and see, what's funny is I had completely forgotten that until you mentioned that. And a, a quick, uh, you know, spin of the sonic screwdriver, and they can be turned to a force for good. And that, that's one of my favorite climaxes in all of New Who's. Just this once, Rose, everybody, everybody lives. What a, what a great moment. So, yeah. All right. The next up on the number five, or the last one for the number five, is or are the Cybermen. Hmm. All right. Clarence, what do you think of the Cybermen? Uh, I would... Probably put them like right above the, the. I would probably rate them in my number four. Um, you know, again, we got a lot of good stories around them, uh, but to me, they're kind of used the same way the um, the Daleks are used. Is we need some big villain. Let's pull these these jokers out and uh, <laughs> let's go at it. I have found the ones from the TARDIS. Excellent. I shall take the patrol and destroy them. No. Capture them alive. They must be interrogated first. Peter. Kills me the Time Lord to pilot the TARDIS. Go. Here are your orders. Be reasonable, Doctor. I am. I listened. As you see, I'm armed. I could easily kill you if I wanted to. And not humiliate me first, oh, that isn't your style at all. I also have a recall device that'll take me back to the conference room in the heart of the capital. So you say. I would prefer more positive proof of your credentials. One of your other selves took it from me. Do you expect me to believe the fantastic tale you've just told? Doctor, look out! Cybermen! Yeah, I mean, we got some very interesting arcs around that. When we have had the alternate universe, um, we had the Cybermen in, in, in that series, uh, kind of big climactic thing in that as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, I enjoy them. I think they're a good villain. Um, just they remind me a lot of the Borg in the Star Trek universe. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I like those parallels and I, I, I like them as a villain, actually. Um, so, yeah, they would probably wind up at number four on my list. Uh, I, I want to hear what Lee has to say before I get my two bits. I would have to agree with that completely. And it, it's funny that in some ways I I like them best early on. What is it? It's their, their leader, their, their controller, Jamie. Um, and I, I think it's because of that resemblance to the Borg, is that when we first saw them, like with the you know, first and second Doctor, they were more clearly a, a mishmash of <laughs> mishmash of human and robot parts, like the Borg. And to me, that's more terrifying. That's more upsetting. Um, that they're not neither one nor the other, and um, and 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 I was like that. Uh, so th- that's my thing about them. But yeah, yeah, I- I've always been intrigued by the Cybermen, but yeah, I especially liked them early on. Yeah, and here's here's my take on the Cybermen. I'd, 
I did not like how when they were introduced in the current, you know, the David Tennant's first year, mm. uh, I did not like how they were not the Cybermen. They were the Cybermen, but not the Cybermen. Yeah, and, they were the Pete's World Cybermen. Right. And then slowly, you know, they've been replaced by, okay, well, these are really the Cybermen from Mondas. This mm-hmm. isn't, uh, you know, these other wor- uh, Pete's World. I'm sorry. So, so what was the difference you're saying Pete's World? <laughs> I, I don't, I'm confused. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, originally they were part of our universe but you remember the way they were introduced in new who is we were in another universe yeah yeah the alternate universe yeah yeah and so they existed over there hmm. and yeah so, so for a lot of us fans of the classic series we're like so are there not cybermen in our universe or what's happening here yeah that's funny because i i never <laughs> yeah. took that as they didn't exist over here as well i just took it as there, we're getting this uh, invasion from the other side right now. That's, yeah, yeah. that's the way I took it. So yeah. I don't know. it's a different origin story, yeah. But I think for me, and, and a very valid point, but I think for me in going and watching that, my initial interpretation was, okay, you're, rec- you're taking the Cybermen, you're making them look more robotic, which I had no problem with. I actually kind of liked how they looked, but yet you're giving them a new origin, even though I do. Yes, I agree that, that that's how they evolved in that universe. And yes, they still existed over here, but at the time and watching in 2006 or seven, whenever that was, I'm thinking, okay, this is, this is your interpretation of the Cybermen going forward. Uh, And I agree with you, Lee. I did like how they looked at the very beginning they had almost a let's put a sock on my face and uh, mm-hmm. you know now I'm a cyberman. You know it was there was hardly really any quote unquote cyberneticness of them other than maybe mm-hmm. having the thing on their chest and a couple of things on their arm. They were not really robotic at all. Yeah, yeah. You could tell that there were people under there. Yep. I'm sorry. I meant you could tell that there were people under there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the things that they changed, I noticed that that whole "you will be upgraded" or "delete, delete, delete." That's all new, isn't it, Lee? Yeah, absolutely. And, and it was a, a nice way of winking at our the computer culture that has emerged since the original series ended. You know, because exactly you think about it between 1986 and now. You know, yeah. So, so uh, they they don't exterminate people; they delete them. Like, oh. Oh, that's nice. That's yeah. a nice touch. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Do we want to, are we to the point now that we could make a call on number five? Well, that's tough. We've got some real tough, comp- I mean, we've got, we've got the Daleks and the Cybermen in there. That's, uh... <laughs> Sheesh. Uh, all right. Uh, so we've got Weeping Angels. We've got the Zygons. We've got the Daleks. We've got the Slitheen. You've got the Empty Child. And you've got the Cybermen. Do we want to hold number five, or do we uh, want to go ahead and vote and make a determination? Yeah, personally, I think I have the Weeping Angels higher on my list. So, in, unless if it, if no one else thinks they should be higher, we can, we can leave them at five. Or if someone else has the Daleks higher, maybe we can talk about that. But uh, I don't know. Lee said he didn't have them on his list, so Cal, I, I, I don't. I don't think I have the Cybermen on. All right. Wow. Well, all right, well, why don't we do this? Yeah. Why don't we, 
and you'll you'll see in just a moment why I want to hold voting on number five. Okay. So yeah. let's go. Let's go on to number four. So number four. Number four. Okay, you're you you you're you now have the duty of giving the number out. That was that was great. <laughs> All right, so do that one more time. Number four. We have <laughs> the Cyberman. There should be animation with that, shouldn't there? There yes. should be some kind of a cool... Uh, uh, or either some clapping. I hear clapping. There you go. Okay. All right, one more time. What Number four. All right, so we have <laughs> the Cyberman. And uh, guess what? We have the Cyberman. <laughs> oh, two votes. Very good. And let's keep going. Even in the listener feedback, we have the Cybermen. Excellent. Well, I think we have a strong number four. We have a strong yeah. contender for number four. Uh, so I think we've talked about the Cybermen, so I don't think we need to rehash who are the Cybermen. Let's go on to the other name from our list on number four, the Boneless. I'm the doctor. And I name you the Boneless. Thoughts. <laughs> Lee, I think that was yours. That is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was me. I just loved, loved, loved uh, Flatline. I loved everything about it. And, um, you know, it, to, to refresh memory, this is the one where people are being um, turned from three dimensions into two dimensions. And so there's some people who've gone missing, but they look just like the graffiti that's in the little uh, underpass there. Yeah, that's because that's them. Um, and meanwhile, the TARDIS is having uh, difficulty with the uh, the, the uh, association between its external and internal dimensions. So the external dimensions are shrinking, and eventually uh, Clara is able to carry the TARDIS around in her handbag. Uh, I just I just loved all of that that playing with the whole concept of physical dimensions, but um, but yeah. Then once we finally met the, uh, the these visitors from another dimension and found that they were hostile, and the doctor calls them the boneless, you know, which makes sense. They're two dimensional. I guess you know you could call them lots of other things, but uh, they really creeped me, as you say, the you know what out because. Um, uh, that was that. Was, I just love the visual presentation of that throughout the whole episode. And I said, this is now one of my my favorite Doctor Who adversaries of all time. That's they could be anywhere. It's so creepy. All right, uh, Clarence. And having what? said they could be anywhere, I just remembered that I haven't. I didn't put the Vashta Narada on my list anywhere. Oh, let's let's do the lists over. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think about them, Clarence? They were forgettable to me. I really had to look them up to remember who it was. <laughs> All right. Well, you see I, how different our our emotional experience. I'm telling you, I will tell you this, yeah. and I remember saying this in the episode on Podshock when we were reviewing Flatline. I remember saying that was the moment when I heard Capaldi give what I call "I am the Doctor" speech. You know, I remember him coming out, you know, and, and whenever he does the, I name you the boneless. And that was like, okay, that, that was cool. I remember that, that moment of him doing that more than I remember them. Yeah. And it's ironic too. I love that. I also love that moment. Uh, even though in that episode, one of the things I love about that episode is that for most of it, Clara is in fact the doctor. Correct. 
And interesting now, going back and seeing that is, I think, the moment where it shifted into how it ended with her leaving. I think that was the moment where they shifted and she became, like you just said, she became the doctor. Wow, that's a really good point. I need to go back and watch that episode. Yeah. That's where she got got the the all the confidence and the uh, mm-hmm. correct. Man. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's a great uh, moment in the larger story arc of Clara with with the with the doctor. And, and let me say this about Moffat: even though there are some of the things like like you know you said, Lee, we like to pick on him sometimes for some of the things that he's done. I, having said that, you look at the bigger tapestry of of the entire story, and you can say, "Oh, well, that was the moment when." And now go back mm-hmm. and and like Clarence just said, let's go back and watch it again. And yeah. oh, now I know what this is going to mean later on. And, go ahead. Uh, what's the kid's name? Uh, is it Rigsby? Rigsby. I can never remember his name. Yeah, Rigsby. Yeah. Yeah, but. Um, and that's funny because they brought him back for the episode when we eventually see Clara leave. So I wonder what they're trying to bring us back to that moment by bringing him back in. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Very yeah. good point. And I had never even thought that, but you, you made a very good point. And I think a lot of us were pulling for him to be um, the doctor's next companion. I agree. So, you know, but maybe we'll see him again. Maybe so. In class, maybe. Well, that's, I was just about to say that. Yeah, maybe what we're, we're going to see him is in class. Yeah, that would be great. That would be quite classy. Classy. Yeah. We've got the Cybermen. We've got the Boneless. We've got the Weeping Angels. And this is from our feedback uh, voting. We've got the Weeping Angels. We've got the Daleks. And we've got the Master. Um, let me Let me say this. Unless you guys want to talk about the master at this point, I would say, considering votes on higher numbers, I would say let's hold the master discussion to just a few minutes, so to speak. Uh, Yes. Are we comfortable then with number four, considering the number of votes received to the Cybermen? that we are comfortable with number four being the Cybermen. I'd agree with that. Yeah. yeah. All right. So number even though you, even though you were completely crooked about counting votes in the last episode. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I am the maker of the rules. <laughs> That's right. I, Can't argue with that. Uh, hello. Okay. I, if, if not, I'll edit the rules out and make them be, uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, Whatever I'll, you want it. Exactly. I'll insert yeah. the uh, audio replacement of the rules. <laughs> okay. Are we ready to go on to our next number, which would be, Lee? Number three. Number three. We have two. only two votes from us on this side. On number three, we have hmm. the High Council of the Time Lords. And that one was mine. That one was mine. I, I, I know that one was mine. So let me tell you why I say the High Council of the Time Lords. From the earliest episodes, or actually from the very first episode, the Doctor makes uh, the statement that he's on uh, the run exiled from his people. Well, his people are 
the Time Lords. And there's, I'm assuming, even at that time in the Time Lord history, there would have been a high council. So if he was cut off from his people, exiled from his people, then that automatically implies to me that that puts them in an adversarial type role. Are we good there? Do you know? Yeah, it's a good okay. argument, yeah. So, yeah, you, go ahead. You know, guys, that's funny as you say that, because um, I, I was just thinking to myself, there could be somebody, some writer um, on Gallifrey uh, looking at the doctor stealing the TARDIS and going off and messing up time. He might be the villain to them, if you really think about it. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, at so, the end of the, the second doctor's time, they... They're they're talking about punishing him with death. Correct. I mean, he's definitely the villain as far as they're concerned. It's like that's that is not what these time machines are for, buddy boy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that that that, that kind of makes me think of uh, in a lot of ways to Snowden. Um, you know, uh, the way he's kind of uh, uh, brought to light a lot of things, and he's on the run. You know. Uh, he's done a wrong to us, but he's he's gotten away to is still kind of um, uh, uh, acknowledging that wrong that he's done. And to some people, it's not wrong. Some people, hey, he's he's liberating mm-hmm. us, so, you know. That's so right. t- to me, that reminds me a lot of how people on Gallifrey may look at the doctor. You know, is he the villain to them? Is he? I don't know. <laughs> it's interesting that you said that because, it, like like Lee said, the first time we even see them is they're there to punish him. You know, they're you're 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 the I mean, like you just said, Clarence, he was the villain in their eyes. You've broken their laws and and the the regeneration because because when Troughton regenerated, it was not because he was old. It was not because he was hurt. It was because this is your punishment. You're going to be exiled Mm -hmm. and you're going to be punished. Yeah. It's also, it's even stranger than that, because I was just sort of flipping idly through some images on uh, on my computer while we were talking, and uh, an image, just as Clarence said, Snowden, an image of Snowden was on my screen. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. Anyway. (laughs) Wibbly, wobbly, timey computer. Exactly. Something, yeah. Exactly. The next one, I will actually let Lee even say the name because I know he. This is one of your all-time favorite, if not your all-time favorite, uh, Doctor Who story. So tell us who's. We're still on number three, right? We are still on number three. So who is your number three? Even though he's only in one story, I do love Mehendri Solan. True humanoid species. Warm-blooded with a central nervous system. One such specimen. Just one. I can complete my work here. Messing about with my TARDIS. Dragging us a thousand parsecs, of course. Oi, have you gone potty? What are you shouting? The Time Lords, who else? Um, yeah, who, who wants to bring back the, uh, the evil Time Lord Morbius? Bring him back from the dead um, to to um, to exact revenge on the Time Lords. If 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 Solon had finished what he was doing, if he'd been able to to do what he had in mind, he would be the the worst villain in the history of the universe. Um, of course, he's foiled by the Fourth Doctor and Sarah Jane in the proverbial nick of time. But he's also an idiot. But that's. <laughs> 
<laughs> but but I guess this is the thing, and maybe this is where the real world overlaps with um, with our with our fantasy show here. But I I get really impatient with Doctor Who when we're introduced to characters who are insane, because I don't think insanity is interesting. But Solon is obsessed, and that's different. Obsessed is dangerous, and um, he's just the most interesting obsessive neurotic obsessive uh, to me in the whole stretch of the canon but so uh, and for people who don't know what i'm talking about go look at brain of morbius is the serial that's called um and see solon it's it's and it's philip madoc too who was on the show several times and uh is a just a fabulous fabulous uh, british actor and uh, I think this is one of his best turns in the in the great Hammer film kind of tradition. Um, so that's that's my case for Solon. And, and what was he obsessed with? He has this idea that he he's he's got Morbius's brain, and uh, like Frankenstein, he's going to build it a new body so that he and Morbius can can take on the the Time Lords and thus all of creation. Uh, side by side, and of course the whole idea is ridiculous. But he's he's comes close to doing it. Wow! <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's it's my favorite episode of the whole original serial. So, yeah, Brain of Morbius. You know, uh, I was actually looking, and I'll find this picture and post it on our website at discussingwho.com. But I was actually at podshock.net looking for that picture that I made that had your picture inserted into the brain of Morbius. Remember that? (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yeah, we've already done a whole podshock where I carried on at great length about brain of Morbius. So, yeah, maybe we should stop talking about him and move on to something else. Yeah, but but let me say this about uh, the the brain of Morbius. Um, it, It... it in a story, and because of everything that Solon was doing, it had the faces that we had to ask ourselves at one point, is this actually prior regeneration to the Doctor or not? And there's been the fan speculation right. back and forth uh, if he was or if he was not uh you know, other regeneration. And I think now it's pretty much said, oh, well, those were Morbius's uh, regenerations, not, um, you know, not actually the, uh, That's right. you know, the doctor. So, And, you know, now that you say that, uh, it also reminds me that that story also gives us the sisterhood of Karn. And even though ah. we haven't seen Solon and Morbius since then, we have seen the sisterhood since then. Exactly. And, uh, yeah. So... And, and I think a lot of people, perhaps, uh, who know only the new series, are saying, wait a minute, who's she? <laughs> exactly. Well, that's Wohika. You, you ought to know that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. So um, we've got those two. So on to our number three for our viewer, or not viewer, listener feedback. We've got the Cybermen. We've got the Daleks. We've got the boneless, and we've got Mr. Finch. Do we remember who Mr. Finch is? Mr. Finch. Do you remember either one of you? I do not. 
Lee, I can hear clicking. I, Are you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm cheating, cheating my head off here. Well, I just I che- don't. I cheated too because I did not remember. So I I cheated and Wikipedia did. Oh, and of course, yeah. Okay, yeah. Now, now that I'm seeing his face, oh, of course, it's Anthony Head. Yeah, it's yeah. Prime, it's Prime Minister, right? From the from Little Britain, but uh, he was Mr. That's Finch right. on um, <laughs> on here, but he was also Prime Minister. Uh, from and he's not Britain. Mr. Finch, but he's acrylatine. Right. We, we don't know what happened to the real uh, Lucas Finch, but yeah. So he was in school reunion. That was in, when was that? That was in 2006. And like you said, he was the acrylatine. Uh, and it reintroduced Sarah Jane Smith. So without Mr. Finch, we would not have the reintroduction, or at least that particular way they did it of Sarah Jane. Mm -hmm. That's right. And the return of K-9. And the return of K-9, exactly. (laughs) He was a baddie, all right. He's a bad, bad baddie. All right, Clarence, what did you you think? I'm sorry, I totally skipped you there. My apologies. (laughs) No, no, no. I'm I'm looking up to see if I can remember who the guy is. Let me ask you guys this. I I think that the Time Lords are similar to what I said about the TARDIS and uh, K-9 last week, I'm fine. Not, you know, I'm not going to fight for them. I think they're just part of the tapestry of the story. Considering the fact that we've already chosen the Cybermen, the Boneless have been uh, mentioned twice, so Mm -hmm. let's bring it down to, if you guys are comfortable with this, since the Boneless has been chosen twice, let's bring it down to a difference of Solon or the boneless? Mm. What do you guys think? Well, there's more of them. The boneless. Clarence, what do you think? Yeah, I will let you guys choose because I really have no idea who Solon <laughs> is. So <laughs> That's right. If you haven't seen Brandon Morbius, it doesn't... Uh... Yeah, even though he's my candidate. Well, these are both my candidates, so I, I, I win either way. All right, so I'm going to let you choose yeah. because the because you just hit it. You, They are both yeah. of your candidates. Choose. Yeah, I'm going to have to go there with the boneless just because there are more of them. And um, we saw um, a definitive end to Solon in uh, Brain of Morbius, but the boneless are still out there. And you know what? Interesting, because you proved my inner thinking wrong. I was pretty sure that you were going to choose Solon, but you chose... Interesting. I was wrong, because I, I was thinking to myself, he's going to say Solon because of Brain of Morbus, but you yeah. didn't. That's cool. But ask me again tomorrow, and I'll have a different answer. So. Okay, cool. I might just do that. <laughs> All right. Um, are we ready to go on, then, to our next number, which would be, Lee? Number two. And number two, we have, from our side, the Daleks. Here they are. Once again, they're, they're, they're like, you know, just can't, they just keep coming. We have the Master, and specifically, Roger Delgado. Yeah. I bet I know who that one belongs to. <laughs> Lee, take it away. Uh, I, the Master is is one of the most persistent presences in the history of the, the series, of course, and uh, uh, it's a lot of fun that now he's regenerated as a woman. But um, 
like the doctor, we've gotten to see the master played by a lot of different actors over the years. But my favorite is, and, and each of them brings a different sort of concept of the character, but I like it best the way it was to start with, that the master is the doctor's intellectual equal and that they have this sort of um, gentleman's agreement about um, about territory. And Roger Ogato's master was uh, was poised. He was uh, elegant and um, he could be courteous, but he was also a sadistic, you know what? <laughs> and, um, and, and sort of the idea was that he and the doctor both have the same goal. They want to see an orderly universe, but the doctor wants to see that happen by everybody agreeing. And the master thinks that it would be a lot easier if everybody was just under his heel. Well, no, I take that back. I, I'm, I'm going to correct you, and I'll tell you why. Uh, no. He uh, did want them to agree. He just wanted them to agree with him. That's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which yeah. basically means, I was just making a joke, which basically means yeah. he wants them under his heel. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's right. As long as everybody agrees with him, yes. And uh, I, I just think that's more terrifying. I just think that's more interesting, and I really, really like that. And, you know, of course, we didn't get Roger Delgado's master for, for very long because um, the actor was uh, tragically, uh, he was killed in a car accident, which is uh, um, just one of the things that sort of hangs over the original series, really. Um, and so he's not in the show for a while while they sort of figured out how to deal with that. There's a lot of things to have. you have to be patient with when you're watching uh, the Third Doctor serials because, um, uh, you know, the budgets being what they were and sometimes the stories go on for way longer than they needed to. But my golly, as long as Roger Delgado's master is on the screen, I think it's interesting. And uh, he, he'll always be one of my, you know, top five villains no matter what. All right. So it yeah, I was gonna say it's, fun, it's funny what you the things you say about the the uh, Robert Delgado master because when I think about the 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 is it John Sim and the Michelle Gomez uh, masters and, and Missy's, they seem a lot more. They're not really scary. They're more playful, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, and to me, they're probably just as. Uh, destructive or um or willing to 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 do something really 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 bad but coming from my point of view in the new who i really don't see why you know i don't, I don't get the why they are the characters they are um yeah. and which is really weird to me then you definitely definitely need to go back and watch some of the pairings with the third doctor which is when delgado was in there because they the two of them and Leah, I, I know you're going to agree with this one. Mm. That they they were perfectly paired as yeah. almost in a Sherlock Holmes Moriarty type mm -hmm. uh, role. They 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 were like that the opposite equals to each other. Yeah, that's it. And it becomes sort of intellectual jousting between them, and sometimes it's very witty. Them one upping each other. It's 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 a lot of fun. So, and I, I I do get some of the sense of the uh, Michelle Gomez master being a little more um, little more of his equal than the the previous one. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, she she's she's a lot more in that same vein, and seems like she's more willing to challenge him and to just one up him uh, in the sense um, than than the master before her. 
Yeah, yeah. I, John I, Sim is this insane, superpowered psychopath. That's just not interesting to me at all. That's just. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I'm, I, I'm a, totally agreeing with you. You know, I actually, and I can't remember the actor's name right now, and I'm sorry that I can't. But the gentleman that played him, uh, Professor Yana, that played him, right before he oh. realized, "Hey, I'm the master." standing beside me to ask about that watch. Never. Did you never once think, not ever, that you could set me free? John, I'm sorry. No. I'm so sorry. And you, with your chair and your dough, driving me insane. an invention so perfect a disguise that I forgot who I am then who are you Sir Derek Jacobi. Yes, yes, I was yes. hoping. Yeah, I was hoping we were going to get Derek Jacobi from then on. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I think he would have been, but they. I think they didn't want. To, they wanted since you know the doctor was younger in age of the actor. I think they yeah. wanted to pair somebody that they could pair up against David Tennant. I think so. They also probably couldn't afford Derek Jacobi week Co- after week. So correct, <laughs> correct, correct, correct. We've got. Um, the master, the last one, uh, you know, I could just sit here and not say anything for several minutes and you guys say, or not several <laughs> minutes, but several seconds yeah. and you guys say, hey, did we lose you? And I would say, no, you know, silence has fallen. So uh, yes. the silence. But don't do that. No, I'm not. But I'll just okay. tell you that, you know, about it. But yes, the silence. So I'm not sure whose that was. Was that mine? Yeah, I, I think I may have put the silence. Okay. Um, and I'm trying again. I'm having this problem of seeing, of trying to think of what their actual impact was to the to, to the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just remember those episodes they were in were really good episodes um, and a really good arc. Um, I'm, I'm just trying to pair together what they actually did. That was because because to me again, like a lot of these villains, they kind of run into each other as being the same types in a lot of ways. So let me ask uh, you this: Are you basically saying that you do not remember anything that the silence <laughs> did? Is that right? I, re- I, re- I remember. Well, please say that's what you're saying. Yeah, t- that is what you're saying, right? <laughs> I, yeah, kind of. Okay. Well, yeah. The, All right, good. Because it's funny. I don't it, it was totally intentional. You know, they, they kind of had me in their grasp. So. Yeah, okay. See, that's why you don't remember the silence. <laughs> yeah. It never existed. I don't even remember them being on the series, actually. Exactly. Who? <laughs> yeah. The silence. So, again, they have this kind of um, the same kind of thing you have with the weeping angels you know you we, we, you don't you, you don't see them anymore you kind of forget they existed so i guess that's really cool and that's kind of why i have them so high uh again 
I think I have the Weeby Angels higher too, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I really enjoyed the arcs they was in, they were in. Again, I I don't can't remember recall the details of the stories they were in, but just as far as a villain and the, the actual things they could do, um, kind of lent to good storytelling. All right, Lee, do you have anything you want to add on the silent? If nothing else, they have certainly generated, uh, they've been fodder for a lot of jokes. And uh, that was, I think that was very clever on uh, uh, Stephen Moffat's part is to, uh, <laughs> to introduce a, a character that would, that would so quickly permeate the popular culture. Um, yeah, I agree. I, you know, I, I don't, and I, I want to find this image, but there is one where someone has made a, uh, like a, like a, you know, do not cross the road sign, and it said, "Beware falling silence." <laughs> <laughs> and again, if you if you go to the cons, uh, you'll see that uh, that's another way in which people can make sort of the instant uh, cosplay costume is they could just make a lot of uh, hash marks on their arm. You know, exactly one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> hey, good idea because I don't. Get it, you know? I don't have. Uh, you know, I'm going to this thing on Saturday at a library here in Flowood, or if you're in Mississippi, and I'm sorry that I did not mention this earlier, there is a Doctor Who day in Flowood, Mississippi at the local library beginning at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time on Saturday. So maybe maybe that's what I'll do. I'll put some uh, black go. marks and I'll say I've been silenced. Actually, actually, my son and I used to make jokes about this. We had invented the uh, zero costume Doctor Who cosplays. Um, I kind of think I can remember them all now. But one of the things to do was to lie around motionless, and then when somebody came over to you, to sit up suddenly and inhale deeply. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a good one. You see, it's the instant Jack Harkness impression, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so we had thought of a bunch of things like that. I mean, yeah. Oh, the, being the Saldim is one, but that only works if you're particularly overweight. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> that good one. All <laughs> right. uh, I'm a tissue compressed Slovene. Get it? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> good one. Oh, oh, yeah. Actually, I just got. Actually, I do did just get that one. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, are we ready to go on to our uh, feedback top number twos? Oh yes. All right. Let's do it. So from the feedback, we have the silence. There you go. The silence. Great minds. Really? <laughs> Very nice. And the Daleks and the Weeping Angels. Daleks again. Okay. All right. I think, what do you guys think here? We've got silence, silence, and silence for number two. So are yeah. we ready to let silence fall for number two? <laughs> it's hard to argue with that. All right, number Let's two, do it. The silent. Gentlemen, question for you. Before going back to number one, or, or going to number one, do we wish to go back and look and revisit number five? <laughs> and, uh, you've got the number. Okay, well, let's... let's all right, Here so we number five, it. we've got mm -hmm. Weeping Angels, the Zygons, the Daleks, the Slitheen, the Empty Child, and we've already used the Cybermen. So just remember that and let's go on to Lee. Number one. Number one. All right. So for number one, we have the Weeping Angels from our side. 
That's Clarence's because you kept yeah. saying you put put them higher up. <laughs> Definitely, that's me. One. All right, uh, for number one, and I know who this one belongs to. We have Davros. That, is that yours, Lee? I, you notice, and aren't you surprised I didn't put Doctor Solon up there? I, I am actually. So tell yeah. us why? Why did you select Davros over Solon? Um, Daleks don't interest me. Davros has always <laughs> interested me. You know, I just I love the conceit that in uh, in Genesis the Daleks we finally meet the creator of the Daleks, and of course. He is this horrible, horribly crippled man, and he looks like a Dalek. And it's like, okay, now we get it. He made them to look like him. Right. That's why they've only got one arm that works and a gun. And it's like, it's the ultimate expression of his narcissism and his megalomania. It's just, I've just always thought he, he's he's terrific. And of course, he's a complete psychopath and, and insanely dangerous. He has this speech in, in, in Genesis that, you know, if you know that serial, you'll never forget it, where he says that if he had the power to destroy all life in the universe, he would do it just to have that much power. Stop the development of the Daleks. Impossible. It is beyond my control. The workshops are already fully automated to produce the Dalek machines. It's not the machines. It's the minds of the creatures inside them. Minds that you created. They are totally evil. Evil? No, no, I will not accept that. They are conditioned simply to survive. They can survive only by becoming the dominant species. When all other life forms are suppressed, when the Daleks are the supreme rulers of the universe, then you will have peace. Wars will end. They are the power not of evil, but of good. Davros. If you had created a virus in your laboratory, something contagious and infectious that killed on contact, a virus that would destroy all other forms of life, would you allow its use? It is an interesting conjecture. Would you do it? The only living thing, a microscopic organism, reigning supreme. And if that doesn't raise the hair on the back of your neck, then, you know, you're not taking it seriously. So, Dabros. You know, I, I would love to know how Davros changed from being the little boy that we saw this year <laughs> yeah. to being the Davros that we met in Genesis of the Daleks. There's there's a there's a fan fiction story for you. I mean, seriously. I mean, I would yeah. love to see you know that mm -hmm. you know whoever's writing it in the years to come. You know, I would love to see a young man. Who mm -hmm. it would be interesting if the doctor, even though if he didn't know it, if the doctor is somehow responsible for the 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 event that crippled him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your voice is different, and yet its arrogance is unchanged. think they'll revisit that mm, interesting i i think it would be a good idea hint 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 anything's possible yeah i was just gonna just add it's, it's kind of cool how um 
we know the doctor sees him as a young boy and has the chance to um sort of like in Civil War, the new Civil War comic, <laughs> you know, uh he could he could stomp out what's gonna happen in the future, you know, and mm-hmm. he kinda he chooses not to, which is really Really, really cool when you uh, think about the grand scope of how it would change everything. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he kind of just couldn't do it. So, and he had been faced with that before in that story that introduced Davros. So that was a nice bookend. And here he is again with the same uh, face with the same problem. Yeah, you know? got uh, Davros. We've got uh, we've got the Weeping Angels. And at the very beginning of this episode. You know, Lee said, you know, make sure that I do what? What was it you told me I needed to do? Or you told me I needed to say what? I don't remember. Say something nice. You you told me that I needed to, I think it was say something nice. Oh, say something nice, yes. Yes. So my uh, uh, take for number one was the master slash... Missy, which Missy. is technically of course. the master. So <laughs> yeah. that's that's my take for number one. Is, so that's the master throughout all of time and space. Right. Just master okay. master Delgado, master uh, little uh, worm yeah. that was in 1986, <laughs> master, uh, you know, chard right. and burn. Peter Brett, Anthony yeah. Ainley. Uh, all of them. But, yeah. but, but most importantly right now uh, would have to be Michelle Gomez. Who are you? Oh, you know who I am. I'm Missy. Who's Missy? Please try to keep up. Short for mistress. Well, couldn't very well keep calling myself the master. Now could I? And and why that iteration so so much? I don't know. It was because I think maybe it. It came out of left field because I was expecting it to be the Ronnie, not uh, you know, not not the master. And uh, whenever, even till you know, even whenever we knew that she was a time lady, I was like, oh, you know, that's the Ronnie, that's the Ronnie. And then when she does the please, you know, uh, try to keep up, uh, Missy short for mistress, and it was like, yeah. oh. Okay. Oh. <laughs> and is this the first uh, sex change that we see in in the uh, Time Lords for the Time Lords? That that's the first one we've ever seen. We we uh, did in the episode where he gets the cubes uh, with House. Uh, you know where uh, actually I think it's the the Doctor's Wife episode. Uh, oh, that's right. He he mentions yeah. Yeah, the, right. the the quasar or the corsair. The, the, cor- the corsair, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the corsair was occasionally a, a man and sometimes a woman. Yeah, right. That's but, right. But to answer your question, yes, this is the first time we've you know seen You've seen it. Right, which I think is interesting. But uh, if I had to, yes, I like Michelle Gomez because I think it works for me because of the actress is she's mm-hmm. she's a scene stealer. But if I did not have her being, you know, this iteration or this version of the master, Lee, I would have to totally agree with you that Roger Delgado is the best incarnation of the master. I, uh, Clarence, you don't like her th- that much, so tell us why. I can't quite put my finger on it, man. I don't know. Uh, 
and and is it may be some of the things I said earlier with these iterations of the masters being a little more playful, um, which kind of just kind of rose me the wrong way. And maybe it's more of the the previous incarnation that kind of put that uh, opinion of the character on me, and I'm kind of just uh, <laughs> still still feeling the same way because I know it's the same character really, but. I don't know. It's, it's just, she's just not my favorite, man. I know you loved her from the beginning. <laughs> uh, so, Well, the, the whole idea that you've got a psychotic, deranged Mary Poppins is basically yeah. who I see her as. And that's <laughs> right. just, even with the umbrella, you know. With the umbrella, yeah. You know, it's like, okay, how, you know, she's in this Victorian type or whatever age, you know, that is, that she's, I mean, totally, I just like her. That's all I can say. Uh, it's it such a relief after uh, John Sims Master too, I think. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I was just saying again, it may be my view of seeing of not knowing why the master would be so evil or, or is trying to be so evil. Um, just from the newer who I haven't really got that sense of why. De- definitely we've seen the deeds of, of them trying to do evil real evil things, but I just haven't got that sense of why they wanna mm-hmm. do this. So yeah, got the, the the master. I'm just uh, going to not say Missy, just the master. We've got yeah. Davros, and for number one, we have the Weeping Angels again. Ah, yeah, I'm pretty sure the Weeping Angels are going to go, so you can go ahead and kick them. <laughs> All right, um, are we ready then to go on and talk about the viewer uh, responses? Sure, we have. The Weeping Angels. Ah. Mm. See, don't count them out just yet. Exactly. All right. We have the Dream Crab, believe it or not. Oh. Very new and very surprising one, actually. Mm-hmm. What, what did we think about the Dream Crab? I, that was a good episode, if you, if you yeah. uh, think about it. it was, that was a really, really fun episode. Wasn't that the Christmas? That uh, was the Christmas, correctly? yes. Well, not yeah, this I really past enjoyed Christmas, that. but, but mm-hmm. last Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed that episode. Um, again, is one of those villains that um, like the silence, like the Weeping Angels, uh, are good to draw a good a plot device around um, for the story. And, and it, again, as far as the dream crowd, who cares? But the story that they were in was a really good one and one that I enjoyed. <laughs> Okay, Lee, what do you think? Yeah, same thing. It's, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I just remember that they did give me a real shiver. And, uh, you know, that's uh, that's hard to do when you've got, what, 45 minutes to do it in. You know, um, what I remember most about, about them was it was creepy in the fact of, okay, they were on your face. You had a you had this crab stuck to your face, or this yeah. this creature crab thing stuck that, to your face. That's never good. Yeah, yeah. That 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 was not scary to me. That was just gross. You know, I mean, that's all I could say. It was just gross. Um, well, you know, what what it made me think of though was uh, cybermats, which we've seen over the years, and they've always been. There was like wind up toys to me, and I had trouble being uh, afraid of them. But then in the new series, we saw them, and they went like lightning. And I said, okay, that's scary. You know, so 
<laughs> so if, if we're going to say dream crabs, I'd have to go up there with the cybermats too. I, I, you know, I don't, the, the new cybermats as well. It's well said. Yeah. All right. So we've got, uh, on that side, we've got the weeping angels. We've got the dream crab and we have two more votes. And those two votes go to the master. Ah. That's so, because you've stuffed the ballot box again. I did not stuff the ballot box. Okay. Not absolutely not. I, <laughs> I promise I can I can produce the ballots. Do so we've got three votes for number one for the master. We've got two votes, number one, for the weeping angels, and then we've got the dream crab and we've got Davros. Gentlemen. What do you think? Well, you, you know, since we've had um, the Daleks on this list so frequently, I would rather have Davros in, in lieu of the actual Daleks, just just because of the point what Lee said earlier. Um, you know, he, he's their creator. So um, if we could kick the Daleks somewhere off this list and just put Davros in, in at some slot, I would I, be happy with that. Well, well, <laughs> well, let me recap, because we actually... Don't have the Daleks. Yeah, we on don't have. <laughs> we have. We've num- succeeded in right. kicking them off. Our- we have number five open. We have number four as the Cybermen. We've got number three as the Boneless. We've got number two as the Silence. We've got number one open, and we have number five open. Yeah, I think I think mm. the one has to be the master. Then we've got three votes for him, and and he's you know he's been he and she have been. Uh, um, you know, they've been a presence on the show for 40 years. It's uh... All right. Let me ask you this. Clarence, if you had to, if you had to choose between Davros and the Weeping Angels, <laughs> which one would you choose? As, as much as I love the we- Weeping Angels, and I really do love them, um, if if we're talking about the 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 top villain and that's what this list is, I mean, you kind of have to go with Davros if you really think about it. Okay. Now, let me ask you this. Did Lee, correct me if I'm wrong, but mm. did you not say something about the master and as number one because of how many times he appeared as a vote for number one? Having said that, Let's put the master as number one. Mm-hmm. And due to the fact that we did mention the Daleks as number five, and the Daleks yeah. are the result of Davros. There you go. How about putting Davros as number five? Excellent. Uh, do, are we good with that? I hear an excellent. Clarence, what do you say? Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that as well. So that gives us. Let's do it. Let's start this time from number one. The master. Number two, the silence. Number three, the boneless. Number four, the Cyberman. And number five, Davros. Hmm. Mm. I, I oh, kind of feel Davros should be higher. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was number two again? The silence. What was number two again? <laughs> Silence will fall. <laughs> that just never gets old to me. I just silence okay. will fall when the question is asked. And what question is that? 
<laughs> the oldest question in the universe, hidden in plain sight. There you are, yes, yes. And that is, who is number five? <laughs> <laughs> Who's number five, right? Um, well, it's not Patrick McGowan, because um, he's number six. Ah. Well, I stumped you both on that one, didn't I? And I thought number uh, six was the war chief. <laughs> was he? I don't know. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah. All right. So who? Uh, so we think Davros needs to be higher. Hmm. Is that what we're saying? Personally, I would put him in number two and shift everybody else up. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think but, that's right. I, yeah, I think the master Davros, and then maybe the silence. Whatever else we got, maybe Angel the Silence. It, then if we do, then if we do that, I'm going to make the argument, and I'm, we are totally throwing out all rules and regulations whatsoever. Isn't we, democracy fun? Yes, it is. <laughs> so if we make uh, Davros number two, I think I have to argue that the Cybermen have to be more important than the silence and the bone. Yeah, afraid so. Considering the longevity that they were around in the first regeneration story in the 10th planet, so that's back in 66. So if they're still around today, 50 years later, I've, I'm sorry, I've got to give them more, yeah. uh, you know, more of a pr prominence, so to speak. Oh, we, mm. lost a, we lost a companion fighting the Cybermen. Correct. Uh, yeah, I mean. Oh, that's right. We lost Adric. That was that fight. Yeah. Are, are, are we settled with number one, the master, number two, Davros, number three, Cyberman, number uh, four, the silence, and number five, the boneless? Wow, that's kicked Weeping Angels completely off the list, and they got many votes. <laughs> so, Well, why don't we make a honorable mention to the Weeping Angels of old? That will work for me. Okay. Right. And for the master, can we put parentheses none Missy version? <laughs> <laughs> Male only. Just kidding. Just kidding. Say something nice. Just because I know Kyle loves her so much. <laughs> yeah, we can do that, and I'll throw some funny in there some, some, somehow. No, yeah. Totally kidding. No, yeah. no, no. I know, I know, I know. Uh, yeah. Uh, so honorable mention goes to the Weeping Angels. All right. Actually, this one was much harder than uh, you. You guys were right. This is much harder than yeah. the first one. Yeah, isn't that interesting? I, yeah, I guess because companions come back week after week, and you know sometimes season after season, and but we have a different villain every week. And and I noticed something as we were talking in our debates. We voted these characters or these people or whatever you want to call them. We voted them based on their impact, whereas in episode mm. 17, we voted not only on impact, but in the emotional connection that, that existed with these characters. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I found that a bit interesting. So I think we've got our top five and honorable mention. So that's cool. The top five. Yeah. So I want to ask before we wrap up, uh, Lee, anything you're working on uh, that you'd like to share with us? Not at this time. I am hatching a plan for everybody's got a podcast but me right now. So, you know, 
wheels are turning. That's all I'll say. Well, you know, if as long as it's a diabolical plan, go for it. It's a it's, yeah, diabolical is hardly the word. That's an understatement. Ah, got you. Maniacal. I'll go for that Maniacal. one too. Yes, this is <laughs> this is worthy of Roger Delgado's master. Ah, cool. Place. All right, well, Clarence, what else are you working on? Uh, really nothing interesting right now. Um, just ca- trying to get caught up on some comics so we can uh, have our next discussion coming up um, about some, some, some Civil War. So yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I want to do that soon. And there was actually a, well, I don't want to spoil things, but um, I will say this. Batman shouldn't be, he needs to find another animal other than birds to <laughs> cultivate because, oh. you know, I don't think he's having good tidings with birds right now. Not again. Hmm. I mean, what you know, take that for what you wish. Yeah. Um, so having said that, um, just want to thank everyone for listening as we're wrapping up. Uh, please, uh, you know, like us on Facebook. We've got a Facebook page page at uh, facebook.com backslash discussing who we're on twitter at um using you know the id guess what discussing who like us on or subscribe on itunes send us some feedback and uh clarence i'm going to put you on the spot what is our telephone number for feedback uh 805-850 d who d who cool believe it or not uh, I think this is pretty much a wrap. Uh, I am glad my voice held out because I uh, had a bit of a cold the last couple of days. So my voice has yeah. held out and you guys have held out with me. So unless you guys have anything else, I think the customary saying is we are out of here. You've been listening to the Discussing Who podcast. Discussing Who is made by fans for fans. No copyright infringement is intended. Show us your fans of the show by liking us on Facebook, following us on Twitter. You can find us on the web at www.discussingwho.com. Want more Discussing Who? Find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, Player FM, the Doctor Who Podshock Alliance, and more. Send us your feedback to discussingwho at gmail.com, or if you'd like, simply record a voice message and send that to us via your smartphone, tablet, or computer. We want to hear from you. 